Expectations. Expectations often lead to disappointment. We're people who tend to keep inventory, if you will, of our investments. We do it with money. If I put money down, I have an expectation for a return on that investment. I want to reap a harvest, if you will, whether it be from more money or a product. I want to see a result. Even if I go out to dinner and I pay money for food, I want that to be a good experience. I want my food to be accurate. I want it to come out in a timely fashion. I want to see the result of what I paid for. And that's a natural instinct. We do it with relationships. We pour ourselves into relationships with other people. The more that we invest into them, the more we want to see them pouring back into us. When things don't go our way, we often become very disappointed and sometimes unfairly so. A lot of times we will sow into a friendship or relationship, whether it be platonic or romantic, the type of love and affection that we desire in return. And sometimes it's not reciprocated the way that we want it to be and we unfairly punish the other person. We even do it with the Lord. We expect. I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood. We can find her story throughout the Gospels, but today I'm looking in the book of Mark, chapter 5, starting in verse 25. The Bible says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. This woman had true expectation. Now you know the rest of the story. The Bible says that immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and that she even felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. No doubt when God does a supernatural healing, there is evidence of that. But the point is that the woman had tried and put all of her stock into all these other people so many times. For 12 years, the Bible says. She tried repeatedly to be made whole and it just it never, it never happened. No matter how much she poured in, no matter how much money she gave, no matter how much time she gave, she was still left with the same problem. But when she sought out the Lord, she was finally healed from that. Now, my question today for you is really not even about that, but it's what do we do when we have a reason to expect? Like you feel like the Lord has already promised you something. You, you know that you already have a promise on the horizon and yet it hasn't arrived. Can I just tell you that this podcast in particular hits me on a deep level? It's funny that I'm recording, recording this on January 13th because that date stands out in my mind more than most. January 13th, many years ago, was the date that I was projected I would give birth to my first child. I wish I could tell you that everything in my life at that point was very happy and that I was just expecting this baby and it was just all joy all around me, but it truly was not. Although the baby part was joyous, everything else was not so great. But I remember I was very young and I didn't know much of anything back then, although I'm sure I probably thought I did. But I knew that I had been carrying this baby for what felt like forever. 
I laid awake the whole night of the 12th thinking to myself, it's over. Tomorrow is the big day. I'm going to deliver this baby. No more being pregnant. I'm going to be able to breathe. It's going to be great. And the 13th came. And I got up early that morning, didn't sleep the night before, excited, ready to get it. Let's rock and roll. I'm ready to have this baby. I watched all day for little signs. I waited patiently. I walked around. I did everything that crazy book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, told me to do. And no baby. You can imagine that night I went to bed disappointed. The thing that was promised to me, the thing that I had anxiously been waiting for, hadn't arrived. The next day I got up and I repeated all those same things, thinking to myself, okay, this is, this is it. Surely he's going he's gonna to come today. Okay, we're a day late, but I can see it. He's coming today. I just know it. I just know it. And I waited and I waited and I hoped and I hoped. No baby. <laughs> that night I went to bed again. Sad. Disappointed. Now we're on the 15th of January. Certainly this baby is coming. After all, it's time. They told me it was time two days ago. And the whole day I kept thinking, this has to be it. I cannot possibly carry this baby one second longer. I am going to explode. I'm going to burst. And then the evening came. And then bedtime came. Tears flowing down my face. And any of you moms out there that have delivered a child, you know how emotional that time can be. I'm bawling. And I crawl into my bed. I remember feeling very alone, very disappointed. But something began to happen in the middle of the night. Things began to happen. And that baby decided that on the 16th of January, he was going to make his appearance. And buddy, did his birth ever change my life forever. But that is a different story for a different day. My point is, is that even though it seemed delayed, the expectation was fulfilled. Sometimes the promise seems like it's never going to happen. Sometimes we wait for what feels like eternal periods. But can I just remind you that God does not have a track record of showing up prematurely, but he always shows up. Every Bible story I have ever read comes with some type of price. There was some type of peril. There was some type of lesson to be learned. But God always showed up. What about when you feel like you've blown it? Perhaps God has already given you a chance or chances and you feel like you have just messed it up and you can't get it back. I have a scripture for you. A matter of fact, my mom and I were spending some time in prayer together and how I love those moments. And she quoted this scripture to me and it stuck with me. Amos 9 and 6 says, It is he that buildeth his stories in heaven and has founded his troop in the earth. He that calls the waters of the sea and pours them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. But it's that first sentence that really grabs me. It is he who builds his stories in heaven. 
The word stories there literally means a journey. He is still writing your story. It's not over, friend. The great thing about God is that he knows the end from the beginning. So he's already aware of every bump in the road that you're going to hit. He knows where he's taking you. He knows where you're going. And he already knew the mistakes that you would make along the way. So if your promise seems delayed, do not shut down your expectation. But instead, begin to build your faith. Romans says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why scriptures are important. That's why conversations and prayer with people who will encourage you are important. Faith is the main ingredient for the recipe of hope. And the Bible says in Romans 5 and 5, Now hope does not disappoint. Hope in Christ is the one place that you can expect return on your investment. He will always, always come through for you. It might not be on your timetable. It might not be when you feel like you need it. And let me just tell you, do I know how that feels? It might not even look like what you think it should. It may not be in the same package you expected it to arrive in. I also know what that feels like. But I can tell you this. That is the one place that you can pour every resource that you have. Every, every, every emotion. Every ounce of your love and every fiber of your being. If you pour it in to Jesus, you will reap a harvest. So today, no matter where you are, put your hope back on. Pick it up like it's a sweater. Put it back on. Because hope does not disappoint when it's founded in Him.